All right. Good morning. Um, it looks like I have a lot of people joining me here, which is great. I'm just adjusting some things real quick. And then I'm going to go ahead and begin here. Yes. Um, so good morning. If you if you've just joined or you've been on, um, hopefully you heard the, the song without any um, any issues. Uh, I'm asking that during the lesson that you keep your microphone on mute um, and your video off as well um, throughout the whole um, lesson so that we don't have any interference um, there. Um, thank you all for joining me this morning. Um, this is where we will be for Quite some time actually um, we don't necessarily know how long but um, God is good because we live in a time where even with um, things going on around us we still have an opportunity to meet and hear God's Word and I know many of you have continued your your Bible studies via internet or listening to sermons or podcasts or those things that you should do as a believer to make sure that you're continuing to be fed of God's Word um, I'm going to do a couple of things while we're recording. Um, one is I'm going to go back and forth between um, torching you with seeing my bald head and face um, to an actual PowerPoint slideshow that I have that I'll pull on the screen as well that you'll be able to follow through with me um, as well as um, the scriptures. Um, we're using Zoom right here, which is um, I'm familiar with it. I've used it. Um, with my college courses that I teach as well as um, high school. I'll be using it as well. Of course, you know, everything right now is going to distant learning. Um, and so even if it's new to you, um, trust that um, you're in good hands. Um, but if you ever in weeks to come have any technical issues or anything like that, um, please let me know um, so I could assist you. I want to make sure that everybody's comfortable with it. Um, I still will be um, recording. Uh, I'm going to record the same way I have too and upload that which actually let me get my recording for that situation now. I'll still be recording that way and I'm also working on ways to record this the video version and send it out too so just have to be patient and give me a little time with that but I will get that set up um, also. So right now what I'm going to attempt to do um, before I actually begin in the lesson I want to take a moment to open up with a, a brief word of scripture um, and prayer and then I'll get into the lesson. So um, Jude, the first chapter, uh, verses 24 through 25 reads, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. If you could bow with me for a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come just thanking you for this opportunity of fellowship, this opportunity to hear your word, this opportunity to study and reflect on your goodness and your mercy in our lives. We just thank you for allowing us to meet together. I'm in a different way, but you are still here. Your presence is still here, and this love and joy is still here, and we just thank you for that. We thank you for always making a way for us. We thank you for everything that you've done for us in the midst of what's going on around us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We just pray that we would 
keep our minds focused on you. We pray that your Holy Spirit would help to keep us connected. We thank you for this time once again. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Um, so what I'm going to attempt to do right now is share my screen with you um, so that I can share a PowerPoint uh, presentation with you that will have scriptures as well um, and some points that I could discuss. So I'm going to attempt to do that right now. And we're going to see how this works. All right. Um, so hopefully if everything worked out right, which I believe it should have, you should see a PowerPoint that's um, titled New Hope Family um, with today's date on it. So I'd like to take this time this morning to um, share a word with you. I'm hoping that it's a word that's um, encouraging to you, confident to you, but also uh, what you may need to get you through um, this next week. And so the first thing that I'd like to discuss um, is really what's going on around us. Um, I'm pretty sure that you've been keeping up with the news, as I have. You've seen a lot of things, um, as I have. You've heard a lot of um, rumors, gossip, uh, as I have, um, just word of mouth. Um, and, and you've been probably inundated with a lot of um, details and, and, and facts and, and information, and it's probably been overwhelming. Um, I've shared those same experiences, um, and so you, you really just have to to regulate that um, as best you can for your sanity, <laughs> because it's, it's just, it's a lot. However, what I like to do is um, give you some tips that I'm hoping will um, encourage you and, and help to bring us along. So I have a few tips that I'd like to discuss. We know that we're in this, uh, in the midst of this pandemic, COVID-19 situation that's going on around us. Um, so there's the question of, do I take this seriously? Do I not? How to respond? How to react to it? A lot of that is going on right now. Um, we definitely, you know, want to take things seriously. Um, just as believers, we want to take things seriously. That doesn't mean that everyone will respond and react the same way, but we, we definitely want to take things seriously, especially if there's lives involved, life and death involved. Um, and so we just have to keep that in mind. The first tip that I want to give you is one that I'm sure you've heard everywhere. And that's take care of yourself and your family. We each have a response, as adults, we each have a responsibility to take care of our families. That take care part that says take care of yourself and your family is broad. That could mean mentally taking care of yourself and your family. That could mean Emotionally, taking care of yourself and your family. That could be financially, that's making good decisions with our money right now, as it relates to taking care of ourselves and our families. 
but we have to take care of ourselves and our, our families. God has commanded that on us as a responsibility to take care of our family and our children, as well as others that may be in need, which I'll talk about um, later on in, in the recording. The second tip that I want to leave for you is follow the leadership of our government. Um, you have to examine yourself to determine what that means for you and your life. However, we are commanded and instructed as Christians to follow the leadership of those that are in charge of our government. We know that we're in a time where everyone in government may not agree with each other. There's conflict, there'll always be conflict. But we have to make sure that we follow the leadership of those that are over us. Um, there are Bible story after Bible story after Bible story that teaches that. Um, some of which you've probably read in your one-year Bible, which I'll talk about in a moment also. Um, but we want to make sure that we're following the leadership of our government, which is one of the reasons why we're meeting here <laughs> instead of um, at our normal location. And then tip number three is be prayerful. Of course, biblically, we're commanded to pray for our leadership, pray for other believers, pray for those that may not have a relationship with Jesus, pray for strangers, pray for those that um, are poor, pray for those that um, don't have the same ability to do things, pray for our enemies. Like we have, the Bible is clear with prayer. And we must remember that and we must continue that, um, especially in times of today. Um, one of the main reasons that we pray is because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if, we don't know how the situation might change from day to day. But we are prepared to be prayerful during these times. God has prepared us for this time. You might say to yourself, what do you mean, Robert? How, how has God prepared us for this? We, we didn't know that these things were going to happen. Well, if you go all the way back, go all the way back to a lesson that I taught November the 3rd, I taught about seasons, if you remember. And I taught about seasons of thankfulness and prayer in times of uncertainty. We are definitely in a time of uncertainty. We're definitely in a time where we don't know what's going to happen. We may have a lot of questions. There may be some uneasiness. But we take everything to God in prayer. And so I, I want to remind us of that because it's times like these that show our spiritual character. Show who we really are. None of which that I've said will work if we don't recall scripture. If we don't have 
what's built up inside of our thinking, those things of God. We should have recalled many scriptures right now as we've dealt with this, um, this situation that's going on around us. I'm reminded of some stories that I've read in our one year Bible reading that has some similarities to what we're facing right now. For example, I remember reading about Joseph and the famine. And if you remember in Genesis, this was a, a worldwide famine. This wasn't a, a, a city-wide famine. This was a famine over the entire world. And God equipped and prepared Joseph, who followed his leadership, even though his leadership did not know God. He followed his leadership and God blessed him as a result of that and Joseph was able to be used to take care of not only his family but those around him. I'm reminded of the Noah and the Ark story, a popular story, where there was a lot of things going on around Noah. But Noah was righteous and God used him to take care of his family and keep his family safe. I'm reminded of other stories like Sodom and Gomorrah, how God destroyed that whole location but kept Lot and his family safe. I'm reminded of other situations like Rahab um, and how God protected her because she believed. Our faith is important. We must activate our faith, especially in times like this and in times like these. What I thought was interesting, though, is when I thought about the, the passages that I just referred to, a couple of things come to mind. One, God took care of his people. God always takes care of his people. And the other element that I thought of was in those stories that I referred to, and some of the other ones that you probably read in the one-year Bible was, there's this element of, faithfulness, those that stuck with God through trying times and God took care of them. Here's a scripture passage that you probably recently read in our one-year Bible reading. If you notice, I'm plugging that a lot right now um, because of a lot of reasons which I refer to, but if you're in our one-year Bible reading, you're probably just entering Joshua. You finished Deuteronomy, and you came across this passage in Deuteronomy 31 and 6. It says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Again, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Those were the words that God gave Moses to give to the people, and particularly Joshua. And then you fast forward to today's reading. Joshua repeats what he had been taught as he prepares to lead the people into the promised land. 
Joshua 1 and 9 says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So it's important for us that we remember passages. And if you can't recall a lot of scriptures, these are two that you can definitely rely on. Even as I was thinking about all of that, I thought about Daniel. Daniel is a, is a great book, of course. I like to refer to it from time to time because there's some important um, things inside of it. But I want to bring to your mind a couple of things that happened in the life of Daniel. If you remember the story of Daniel, you know that he was a young boy who was a captive um, in a land of um, Persia, Babylon, um, all of that. And um, God, like the Joseph story, God elevated him. God rose him up to great height. God took care of him in the midst of everything that was going on. And so if you notice in Daniel 6 chapter, and I'm reading from Daniel 6, starting at verse 1, it said, It pleased Darius to set him over, to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. So he had 120 princes. And then verse 2 says he had three presidents over those 120 princes, president, uh, princes. And then it said, Daniel was first. Verse 3 says, Daniel was preferred above the pres other presidents, the other two presidents, and the princes. Daniel had favor. Daniel had favor with God and favor with men. Daniel had favor with God and he had favor with men. And then you get to verse 4 and 5. And it says, then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. So it says that Daniel was faithful to God and faithful to the king, and he was blameless. Meaning every time they looked at Daniel, they couldn't find anything wrong that he was doing. I'm not saying that Daniel was sinless, but he had a good reputation. He did his best to live according to God's word. And then verse five says, then said these men, we shall not find an occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. The only thing they say we can bring to him is the thing that he does all the time. And that's his faithfulness to, to God. We're going to use that to go against him. So Daniel was faced with a lot of situations, but Daniel remained faithful. Daniel knew, and this is where I'm, I want to bring it home. Um, Daniel knew that he was an outcast. Daniel knew that he was in foreign land. Daniel knew that he was different than everyone around him. Daniel knew that they were in captivity. Daniel knew that the times were hard. But he remained faithful and obedient to God. You know the situation. They brought um, accusations against. Uh, they they made um, Darius write this decree, and um, then you go down to verse ten and eleven, 
after the decree was signed by Darius, basically saying if anybody worshiped any other God or bowed down other than him, then they would be in the lion's den. So everything was kind of set up against him. He faced that adver adversity and opposition. But verse 10 and 11 says, now when Daniel knew that the writings was signed, he went into his house and his window being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and made a supplication before his God. This is the passage that I want us to highlight because this is the verse that tells us that in spite of what was going on, Daniel did not change. In spite of what was going on around him, this doesn't say, verse 10 doesn't say that he purposely tried to disrespect the king. We don't want to read that wrong. It says that he was aware. He was, a, he was the top president. Of course he would know the writings that were decreed by the king. He was in that, in that group. But this says that Daniel didn't change in spite of the changes that were made around him in spite of what was going on around him. I'm speaking today to us about faithfulness. And in order for us to be successful as Christians in these times, we must remember to do the exact same thing that has contributed to our success time after time after time again, even though situations and circumstances may change. And that's what Daniel did. And then of course, you know, God delivered him. Verse 22 says, and this is Daniel speaking to the king after the king checked on him to see was he still alive. Daniel 6 and 22 says, my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him, innocency was found in me. And also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. This is opportunity for Daniel to do two things. One, give all honor, praise, and glory to God. As he said, God sent his angel. And to maintain his faithfulness and proclaim his faithfulness and innocence to God as well as to the king. It's during these times that we must remember to maintain our faithfulness and continue to do what God is calling us to do and not bend and not break when pressure begins to take place in our life. Um, I want to lead into, I know you may be thinking, I thought that was a list. Um, <laughs> I want to lead into or kind of conclude um, our time looking at a popular song <clears throat> and that's Psalm 46. Psalms 46 is an interesting psalm and passage. It's an interesting psalm and passage. There's a lot of background that you, you really kind of need to know, and I want to kind of breeze through um, some things just to kind of set the context. In your Bible, it might say 
just depending on your translation, your version, it might say it was written by David, but if it's a little more accurate, it'll say it's written by the sons of Korah. You might say, who are the sons of Korah? Well, if you go all the way back to Numbers, the 16th chapter, Korah and that, that group of people actually made a bad decision and they rose up against Moses and Aaron and they assembled about 250 people and they wanted to try to, to, to go against God's chosen man. God dealt with them in Numbers, the 16th chapter. The earth opened up, if you remember, and all of them were swallowed. You fast forward um, to Numbers, the 26th chapter, however, some things begin to happen in this lineage in the generations, and then you move even into first and second chronicles, and the sons of Korah began to be used by David for some military conquests in first chronicles, and as well as his musicians in second chronicles, the 20th chapter. God turned some things around in their life. But I'm pretty sure they remember what happened to their ancestors some six, seven generations before then. Nevertheless, um, under the direction of David, these musicians wrote 11 songs. Some popular ones that you might know of is Psalms 84, which is a popular one. Psalms 42 is another popular one. The theme of their writings tend to be around longing for God through difficult and hard times and deep devotion with God. Which brings us to Psalms 46. I want to read the entire psalm and point out some things in closing that I hope you would remember this psalm as we move into um, into next um, week. Psalms 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathens raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease until the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The law. A couple of things I want to point out real quick as we close, and I'd ask that you keep this scripture um, in mind next week, and, and maybe read it once a day or so, just, just as a reminder of some things. The first question I'd like to pose that you see in this passage is, who is God? Who is God? Well, this passage tells us that he's the Lord of hosts. 
and that he's the God of Jacob. And I said, okay, well, what does that mean? Whenever you see the Lord of hosts, this means host as in host of armies. This says that God is the, the commander and leader of the earthly and heavenly army. See, that's why Daniel said God sent his angel. See, God sent out from his heavenly army provision for Daniel, and he'll do the same thing for you. So the Lord of hosts is the God that will fight for his people. And then it also says, and the, and the Lord of hosts also is a, is a reminder of the strength of God too. Whenever you see that, it's really referring to his might and his strength. But then it says he's the God of Jacob. He's the God of Jacob. First of all, two things that we need to know about Jacob. Jacob was unworthy. Jacob was unworthy as we all are. But whenever you see God of Jacob, that emphasizes relationship. See, God will refer to himself as God of Jacob when he was speaking to his people about the covenant that was made between Jacob and God. See, this is relationship. It's very important that during these times that we would remember and we stay and we grab hold of that relationship we have with God. This is not really speaking of possessions and things. This is speaking of relationship. So that leads me to the second question, which is, who is God to us? Who is God to us? This is one unique song because at the very beginning, the sons of Korah don't begin by telling the reader the context of which they're writing. They begin by focusing immediately on God. It says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. That's the part that I like. A very present help in trouble. It, does, it, just, it doesn't just mean that God is there. It means God is there alive and active. God is there alive and he's active. In the worst situations, like today, earth being removed, they said that no matter what the situation is, how hard or how difficult it is, like verse two and three says, God is right there in the midst. He's there in the midst as this river, that nourishment, that provision right there in the midst. He will provide what you need right there in the situation. God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst. God shall help her right early. No matter what, no matter who comes against God's people, when God's people remember that relationship, God is with them. So, he goes from speaking about who God is to who God is for them, God's people. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Putting it in first person uh, right there. I like verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. When you hear be still, you probably think of a few stories. You probably think of a Red Sea story. You probably think of a few other stories. Be still doesn't mean don't do anything. It means trust in God. Don't lean on your own understanding. He says, and no, and no, you have to remember this. You have to think about this. This has to be in your mind. Be still and know that I am God. And you see, I am. This is relationship. This is Jesus. This is Jehovah. He said, who shall we say sent us? He said, I am. So whenever you see I am, you know I'm referring to Jesus. 
when I'm speaking of this. We have to remember all of this. I'm going to ask that you read this passage throughout um, this week. I'm going to um, shut this uh, screen down and bring my screen back up. Um, please take some time to read three Psalms uh, 46. Um, it is a great psalm. I've enjoyed reading it this past week in preparation for the lesson. Um, I like to do a couple of things um, real quick before we um, sign off. One, I like to close in prayer, and then I like to just give us some closing, just give some closing remarks and some reminders um, as far as going forward. Um, if you would bow with me for a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come just thanking you for this time of fellowship, allowing us to have the technology and resources to be able to, to come together in a fellowship and to hear your word. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for loving us, for being in the midst of our situation. We pray that we will remember all you've done for us. We thank you for this time. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, just a few closing uh, remarks um, here. 